in just, just a few seconds, I shouldn't say minutes. I'm going to be reading, this is really, I didn't know exactly which thought to bring today. I've been thinking about a thought for several days, and then as I was studying this morning in my office, trying to see God, what is it you want? I got uh, something else that I had written down quite a long time ago, and I'm going to bring that. It's really a two-part message, if that's all right. And so hopefully I've got part one before part two. But I'm going to be reading in 2 Timothy, chapter number four, verses one through eight. I believe we just recently heard some of that scripture, so you may even hear it again tonight. I think today, if God will allow, will be more of a teaching than preaching, but who knows how the Lord will move through me. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, I charge thee, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant, in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord the righteous judge shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Amen. You may be seated. Now, my monitor up here is a good sound, but I don't want to hurt anybody out there. How is the sound out there? Is it too loud or is it okay? I'm going to be watching you because I want you to receive the word of the Lord today. Amen. I want to try this morning to bring what I feel is a very important thought, but yet it's a simple thought. And I think if we're not careful, we have moved away from what I'm about to try to sow or to preach. God commanded preachers to preach the Word. Not their opinions, not what they think is going to keep people in the church, not what they think is going to grow the church, but to preach the word, be instant in season and out, and then it goes on with some other things that we may not care for, that that's not part of my message today, so we'll just leave it in the word. Hopefully you'll let me do that. I want to get into something that most of you and I included do not care for. And that is grammar. I think it rates up there with math. 
Most of us don't like math unless it's balancing our checkbook showing a plus. If it's a negative, we say, well, I must have done something wrong. Let me go back and re-subtract and add and so forth. But I think right up there with it is English grammar. It's very evident because we have created words that Webster had to put in. We have our own language in the way that we talk various parts of the country. You just have to be there a while and you might have to get an interpreter. What did you mean? Some people call lunch, lunch, and others call it dinner. Some people call supper, supper, and others call it dinner. All I know is just ring the bell when the food is ready. I don't care what you call it. Amen. And so, I want to go into this, distinctions of time. There are words in our English language and grammar that give a distinction in time. And we are living in time. We have lived in the past. We're living in the very moment, the present. And we have hopes to live tomorrow. And so these words are extremely important in helping us live for God. Distinctions of time. It's not enough to do something in the past and you're not doing it today. And you have no intention of doing it tomorrow. It's not enough to do it in the past and do it today with no intentions of doing it tomorrow. Paul said that there was going to be a crown laid up for me because he had done it in the past. He had done it in the present. And now at his departure, at the period, he said, I have completed my work. None of us have a period yet. And some of us don't know, like the Apostle Paul, know when that period is going to be placed. Many times God does not give us that information. So I've got to live today as the period comes today. Because once there's a period, I have to start a new sentence. I can't run them together. Because you're going to get a red mark. You know, when we talk, we run everything together, especially when we text. And that gets us ever in trouble because nobody knows when you're stopping and starting another sentence, and so they can get confused. And I think that we have confused God because we have run our sentences together, and He really doesn't understand what we're meaning. So He's waiting to see how we're living to know exactly what we mean that we've said or we professed. Now, we're going to be basically talking about verb. Verb is a word of action. You help me out, Evangelist. He's an expert in English. I am not. It's very evident. I am not. Because, to be honest with you, now stay with me because I'm going to teach you something important. If you're like me, I get, I get some words mixed up, like I see, I saw, and I've seen. Many times I'll say I've seen, and I hear a voice saying, no, you saw. And I said, that's what I meant to say. 
But that's not what I said. And so it's important to know the distinctions of time or the three principles of the tenses of verbs. There is the past, the present, and the future. And in the Word of God, you'll see words that mean the past, the present, and the future. And there's more important words for me to make heaven that indicate the future than the past until the period. Because when the period comes, everything I've done now matters. Hold it, God. I'm not ready. Can you wipe that period out? i got to go back and finish my race. No. What I've written, I've written. And so I'm trying to help us understand living for God is very, very, very serious. You can't take one moment of your life for granted. You can't say, well, I'll pray tomorrow. You can't say, well, hey, I'm going to fast tomorrow. You can't say, you know what, I'm going to get that out of my life tomorrow. Tomorrow is the future tense of a verb. Now, stay with me. I know that many of you have already said, no, I didn't come for a grammar lesson today. You just stay with me. It's important. Now, each tense refers to action taking place in one of the main divisions of time, present time, past time, and future time. We all spend too much time in the past. And we dream of the future, but we don't prepare in the present. Now, I told you this is going to be teaching. You're going to have to stay with me because I'm trying to help you be saved. I'm trying to exhort you to be saved. We've got to start learning how to talk this Bible. We've got to start learning what these words in this Bible mean for me to do. If I don't understand the grammar in this word, I cannot live the word. It's not my opinion that matters. It's not my feelings that count. It's how I'm living the word of God. What tense am I living? What division of time am I living? All right. Now, let me give you some examples. Just some simple examples, okay? All right, here we go. I walk. That is present time, right? I think the Bible says that we walk by faith. So that means in the present time, I walk by faith, right? Okay, praise the Lord. Then it says, I walked. I think when the period comes, I want to be able to tell God, I walked in the faith. As Paul said it, I kept the faith. He didn't say, wait a minute, God, I had, I had 20 years of walking in the faith, but here the last year I struggled a little bit and I was up and down. That ain't going to matter to God. What did you do your whole life when you were born again? When you were born again, what was your direction? How did you run the race? I'm telling you, too many people lose out 
because they do not understand the words of the Scripture in tense. It's important. There will not be a test. God is the one that gives that. Let me go on. What does this tense mean when it says, I shall walk? It's the future. I shall live for God. That doesn't mean that you're guaranteed to live for God. You're saying, in the future, I'm going to live for God. If you say, I live for God, that's right now. If you say, I live for God, that means you've been living for God all your life or whatever long you've been in the church. You think, well, pastor, this is pretty simple. Then how come we're having trouble sustaining the race? I think if we're not careful, we get to a place that we begin to sit down and think, well, I've done this so long. I understand it so much. Uh, I don't have to keep on walking. I don't have to keep on running. I can take my ease. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to lose out with God. And I got scripture to prove it to you. I write, I wrote, I shall write. Present, past, future. <laughs> I like the next one. I speak, I spoke, I shall speak. Now, the present tense right now is sometimes called the simplest form of the verb. Hear me, this is important. I know that I'm not jumping around shouting, but I think sometimes that we need to understand good teaching of the Word of God. That's how we build our life on it. There'll be plenty of time for preaching. I have preached, I have preached, but there are times you've got to slow down and begin to teach some principles so that the people of God can understand how to live for God, how to run the race set before them, what God is expecting from me. I am writing my own epistle. I haven't wrote it yet. I'm writing. You didn't catch that, did you? Writing. Writing. That's the writing. I write my epistle. That means right now. If I'm writing it, I'm not through with it yet. I just started. I'm not ready to close it and send it to the publisher yet. Because he's going to send it back and say, hey, there's no ending. There's a lot of good stuff here. But you're leaving out the ending. Everybody likes a good ending. Every, have you ever read a book? And you got so into the book. And I mean, you're re, you can't put it down. I've read books that my daughter and my wife have given me on the plane going somewhere. I've read it before I landed. I mean, too bad we don't do that with the Word of God. I, I mean, I just consume it. But have you ever got to the last chapter, and you just went, ooh, what is that author thinking? And you just throw it in the trash. Because it's not so much the beginning that matters. Have you ever picked up a book and 
The introduction and preface, man, I don't know if I want to read this book or not, but somebody told me it was good. So you press through the first chapter. Oh, man, this is even getting worse. But as you press, then you get into the second and the third, and now you're getting interesting. You know what I'm saying? See, it's not so much starting the race as it is finishing the race and having a good ending. And I'm trying to help you. Ending, ending, completing. We've got to complete this race. I'm talking about the distinctions of time. I, I, look, I've been in this a while. It's not like I just got in this thing. I have watched people come, get all fired up. And the next thing you know, they're cold and indifferent. They stopped writing. They have writer's block. It's okay. It's no big deal. Cramp. Some of us get cramped living for God. It's all right. We're not going to throw you out of the church for that. I love you. It's okay. I'm just going to play with you a little bit on it. We get writer's block. And if we're not careful, we begin it because we're not studying. We're not getting our resources. A good writer has got to have references. A good writer has got to know what he's talking about. A good writer has got to have personal experience with the subject. You better listen to me this morning. If you don't have personal experience with God, you can't write your book. You can't write your... It's chapter by chapter. I'm not through with my epistle. It's not just the highlights. God healed me today. There's more. God, in this chapter, it was my darkest, darkest moment of my life. And it was really hard. And I didn't know if I could even write anymore. But I stayed with it. It took me a little longer than that free-flowing miracle free-flowing, God touched me, free-flowing, I shouted today, this was, God, I didn't feel nothing in the darkness, I didn't feel you around me, God, but I kept on writing, because I know that I'm not to the end, and so I kept on writing, and I kept on understanding, listen, the past tense not helping me, and the present tense can only get me to the future, you understand, I'm living today for tomorrow, my hope is for tomorrow, my hope is not today, my hope is somewhere other than this world when you live in the present you got to think about the future tense so most of the words in the scripture that instruct us encourage us ends with ing 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 now many of you like this i paid my bills you know what that means. But you know that's not the end. You, you know next month they're coming. Some of them even come earlier than what they need to be coming. And then you think, I paid that. And you call them up and say, wait a minute, I paid. No, this is the next bill, sir. What? You mean I get another bill? And so I should say, I'm paying Paying, paying my bills on time. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Amen. Amen. 
that went over really well, I can tell. <laughs> that, that went, I don't want no past due notices from God. Hey, you're past due for prayer. You're past due for worship. You're past due for this. You're past, hey, how many times I got to tell you that this is what I want you to do? But hey, I've sent you three notices already and you haven't paid attention to it. Don't you think that just because you paid it when you first got in church that I'm not going to send you another invoice? I'm going to tell you, I don't want no past due bills from God. When he sends me an invoice, I'm going to paying it <laughs> because I know that it'll never end. And it's not so much with money. Now, you know that I'm t- it's spiritual. It's my life. It's my actions. It's what I do, what I don't do. That's how I keep the past due notices from coming. Nobody likes past due notices. You know what I really like? And one day it'll happen. The Apostle Paul in our text gave it to, I'm at at my departure. (laughs) I fought a good fight. I've kept the faith. In other words, praise God, it's done. I lived for you ever since the road to Damascus. Hey, I I was keeping your word. Hey, I was praying consistently. Hey, I was... Fasting consistently. This is what I, I really, do you, come on. Anybody here got a car note? Y'all are not with me today because just about every one of you got a car note. Okay, okay, okay. You got a house note? Well, where's the hands at? What's the matter? You afraid that I'll come around like I did with Evangelist Simmons? I don't know about you, but I've been privileged. My wife and I in our, our walk with God occasionally. You know what we'll get in the mail? Whoa! In the title. Whoa! Hallelujah! One day if I keep on keeping on. You didn't hear me. If I keep on keeping on every day that I live. If I understand the tenses of the word of God. If I understand there is a past. There is a present. And there is a future. And he wants me to run like there is no tomorrow. Then one day you know what he's going to (laughs) do? Well done. Come on up here and receive your paid in full. I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to that day. Let me go on. Let me go on. Let me go, let me go on. Let me. Words ending with ED or words indicating some action of the past means finished or done. Would you agree with that? Words ending with ING or words indicating some actions now and in the future means yet to be completed or finished. They mean ongoing. They actually mean this. Listen to me. Words of the future mean this. My actions indicating the future mean this. I am reserving, preserving for future use. Continuous, constant, and lasting. Every time I pray, whether I feel nothing or not, every time I pray, whether God comes in the room or not, I'm preserving my prayer life. I'm continuing my prayer life. You better listen to your pastor this morning. Every time I fast, whether God does anything or not, I am continuing, I'm preserving. Hey, I'm lasting. 
my walk with God. Every time I worship, when I don't really have a, in my mind a reason to worship, because you always have a reason to worship, I am preserving my worship and my zeal for the kingdom of God. Oh, my God of heaven. That's why it don't matter what's going on in my life. It don't matter what's happening. It doesn't matter what I feel. It don't matter who's against me. I am going... It's evident that I came in this world with nothing. Now, we all know what I'm about to say, but we live like it's not the truth. And I'm going to leave with nothing. But there's one thing going before me. The things that I did in this life for God out of a pure heart and conscience will go before me and he'll keep... Oh! Hey, they're not for now. You didn't hear me. They're not for the present. They're not for the past. There's sometime in the future. There's a treasure laid up in the blue for me. If I keep the faith, if I run the race... Keep your eye on where it needs to go and you won't have a problem. If you look at your problems more than you look at God, you're going to struggle with this message. And we all can do that. Everyone, every single one of us, including me. If we're not careful, we'll get to looking at that and all of a sudden the world gets dark and cold and lonely. I'm telling you, God's trying to shine. He's trying to shine. He's trying to shine. And we got some, we got some block in the sunlight. Pretty soon he burns it up. We say, man, it's bright. He said, I've been shining all along. Where have you been looking? Oh, hallelujah. Glory. I got to hurry up. I got so much scripture to read. And... and you know, whew, working up a sweat here. Listen, Mark 4, 16 and 17. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony four ground. Four types of heart. This is one of the four. Who, when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness. How many people have I seen in my walk with God, in my tenure as preaching the gospel, when I preach, oh, pastor, that's the best preaching. Oh, pastor, I should have been here. Oh, pastor, I can't leave this place. Oh, pastor, 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 pastor. But soon as I get on it, soon as I get to a place where they're living, soon as it comes straight forward, soon as it begins to prick a little bit, read. And have no root in themselves, and so endure but for a time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake. sake. The word's sake. What sake? Word's sake. Listen to me right now. There will come a time when I preach, it'll hit you right between the eyes. I'm not aiming for you. God knows you. He's put a bullseye on you because he wants to test you whether or not you're going. Immediately they are offended. To be sure you're not offended. That's why the Bible says, if you love my word, nothing in it shall offend you. I'm going to tell you, it don't matter what I preach, how I preach. The truth, of course. How I preach. It don't matter how I bring it, what I touch, where I'm at, where you're living. It don't matter what I call out. If you're guilty, you ought to just tell God I'm guilty and I'm going to change. Oh, hallelujah. Don't tell him I've changed and you haven't. Some of you want things different in your life. You don't have to raise your hand. It doesn't take a prophet to know that. Because I'm just like you. 
But you're not willing to do anything different. You're not willing to do what the word of God says. And then you fuss at God and fuss at the church because nothing's different. You don't have no peace. You don't have any happiness. You don't have any financial blessing. But the word tells you to do certain things and you just refuse to do it. Because you say, I can't. That's not an excuse. You ought to just say, I won't. Thank you. I heard, I heard an amen somewhere. I like that. I, man. Oh, yeah. I've learned this. I have learned this. I have learned this. I have learned this. People do what they want to do. Oh, glory to God. I thought this was going to be just teaching, but I got wound up a few times. And whew, that's just the way it is because, you know, I'm living this. I haven't lived it. I just don't live it. I am living this. I haven't just preached it. I'm not, but I'm preaching it. I haven't believed it. I am believing it. Listen to what Matthew 24, 13 says. But he that shall endure. Wait a minute. The word shall now indicates future tense. Right? Yes. Future tense. Amen. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Not, not a paragraph before the ending. You know, you did real well. You did real well. And all of a sudden, you know, a few months before you die and even though you didn't know that you just flat quit all that you did won't matter to God you know what really matters to him is how I'm living when he comes for me you say well doesn't it matter what I did before sure it does I want to please him I understand all of that but I can get right with God and once I get right with God, now, hey, I'm going somewhere, and I felt a little, little kickback, but I'm going somewhere. If, if I do something and I truly repent, bring forth fruit of repentance, he forgets everything that has happened after that and has cleansed me from all unrighteousness. That's what the Bible says. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. But don't you live for a deathbed experience because you may not get a deathbed experience. Let me keep running. Galatians 5, 7. Ye did run well. In other words, he's saying, what happened? Where's the ending? Where's the last chapter of your book? You did run well. Who did hinder you that ye should not obey the truth? What was it that hindered you? What was it that tripped you up? What was it that you didn't see? What was it that you couldn't get through? What was it that you couldn't get over? What was it that you couldn't push aside? What was it that you couldn't press? The Bible tells me to press toward the mark of the high calling of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know what that's telling me? It's in the future. I gotta, I'll never make it in this life. I gotta keep pressing, 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 pressing. Hey, I think I'm close. No, I'm not. Press, 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 press. I gotta press until the last chapter. You did run well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? Amen. Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight. And the sin which does so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. 
Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself. Lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. That you don't finish your book. 1 Corinthians 9, 26 and 27. I therefore so run. Not as uncertainly. As my daughter would come. So fight I, not as one that beateth the air. But I keep under my body and bring it un- into subjection. I bring my own body under subjection. God doesn't do it. Lest that by Wait a minute. God doesn't do it. Amen. You can pray, God, give me strength to bring my body under subjection. But God's not going to bring it. Lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Listen to Acts 7, 58, 53, excuse me. Who have received the law by the disposition of angels and have not kept it. Do you understand the patriarchs and all those in the Old Testament got the word of God from angels? Amen. Not from preachers. Amen. From angels. And the Bible says. Have not kept it. That means they didn't keep it to the end. They may have kept it for a day. But they didn't keep it. And they received it from angels. Mm -hmm. Wow. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The distinctions of time. John 8, 51. Verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Wow. Let's stand this morning. I hope this has helped you, encouraged you, and give you some information to live for God. Hebrews 6 and 1. I want to leave you with this thought. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ. Hold on. Hold on. It doesn't mean totally forget it here. It means leave the present, the present. Mm -hmm. And let us go on in the future to build perfection. Mm -hmm. Not laying again the works foundation of repentance Under from dead de- works. That's right. And of faith toward God. So I just can't rest on my born again experience five years ago. Amen. I'm not going to forget it. I'm not going to throw away the truth. But I've got to go on to perfection. There's other things to learn. There's other things to do. There's other things that God wants me to learn. To do and to not do. It's constant. It's every day. I try to encourage some of you because you can. You can prepare for the future tense. You can continue to write. You can pull yourself up. You can do better because God has given you His own spirit to encourage and comfort you along the way. He's given you everything you need in this book. Every writing device you need to finish. Even if you make a mistake, He's giving you a way to correct it through repentance. There's no reason any of you should be lost. There's no reason any of you should fall out of church. There's no reason any of you should give up. Don't forget our building fund meal today. Don't forget church tonight. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you.
the Lord shine his face upon you and encourage you to keep running encourage you to keep fighting encourage you to keep pressing I don't know about you but the Bible says that I must work out my own salvation with fear and trembling you know what that means I've got to complete it I've got to complete it so remember that remember that I just used a simple thing of English to try to help us today the past the present and the future apostolics are so miserable because their hope is in this life only and it's not in the life to come the Lord bless you today the Lord bless the food for those that are eating it here